Hello and welcome back to episode three of Africa Rising. This is the podcast that brings real-life experiences, industry professionals, and solution-based conversations. We're always learning, as well as educating others to change their views of an underestimated Africa, which I think it's high time that we need to change those views. Uh, Today, we welcome, uh, let me tell you guys, a very, very special guest, uh, Mr. Innocent Azaria, uh, who will speak to us about uh, Wi-Fi and technology and politics uh, and technological growth in uh, neighboring Uganda. Um, so <laughs> hello, Mr. Innocent, and uh, thank you so much for accepting my request to be on the podcast. This is such an honor uh, to have someone as knowledgeable and uh, credible and reputable as you on my podcast and to tell my listeners, you know, everything that goes on in Uganda. So please introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. Uh, it's, it's also been a privilege to be, you know, part of this podcast and conversation. Um, I'm Innocent Azaria Mutiaba from Uganda. I'm currently <laughs> under... Monash University of South Africa, where I'm under I'm, and I'm studying uh, my undergrad in, in a Bachelor of Business Science, majoring in economics and management. Uh, have been uh, I've grown up in Uganda, basically. I've grown up in Uganda my entire life since childhood. And I and uh, I studied from Uganda both my nursery, primary, and secondary. Then I moved to Ghana and I did my IGCSE. And I, I international baccalaureate diploma course was there for four years. Then I've moved to South Africa, been wow. here for the last three years. I'm finishing my undergrad. Then I'll be doing my postgraduate. Then move on to my master's degree. So yeah, basically that's me. And wow. yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a lot. And that's, um, <laughs> that's what's expected of students these days, right? Of, of exactly, our, exactly. Of you know, these yeah. days. <laughs> Um, So, uh, Mr. Innocent, let's just dive in. I want to ask you, um, Mm -hmm. what are your experiences of technological growth in Uganda? How, from the time that you started to understand technology in your country, how has it changed Mm -hmm. from then to when uh, when you came back to Uganda after studying in Ghana? How has it changed? Please tell us about your experience. Okay, um, first of all, the, tech, the rate of technology growth in Uganda is still low, but it's improving okay. at, at, at yearly. It's improving yearly, but it's still at a, at a, at, you know, not at a very fast rate and not at a very low rate. You, know, you, you get what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. There, it's moving at, let me say, if, I, if I'm giving it a percentage, at a rate of 2%. A year, oh, wow. which is not wow. bad. So, yeah. um, with my experience, uh, well, before I moved for for my junior high school in Ghana, uh, in my in my, my high school in Uganda, we did not use technology that much. We heavily yeah. relied on uh, on textbooks, on reading, yeah. on writing. Methods. You know. Yeah. Yes, yes. We did not rely on phone technology, on phone, anything digital, like literally. So yeah. when I moved to Ghana, it was a really, it, I moved to an, an, an international school that yeah. was more digital, you know? Yes. So everything was faster, competitive, open-minded, you know? Yes. Uh, with different perspectives, you know? Yeah. So my, my kind of uh, doing things and looking at, at, diff- at at issues, I was changed. Changed. I started looking at different issues with a more open mind, with a more you know, yes. because the technology, the, the digital learning, enabled uh, a 
me to to have more exposure to the world. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. when I went back to Uganda and I still looked at the the education system, there there was still less of the digital di- di- digital you know learning. Still still less. Actually, today though it's it's still is it's growing. Yeah. At, 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 at a I told you it's still yeah. growing, but um, it's still low. It's still low, you know, because students in Uganda still heavily rely on you know reading, writing, which is yeah. good. It's good, yeah. by the way. It's a good thing, <laughs> but uh, it kind of restricts you, you know. Yes, yeah. restriction. Yes, I yeah, and the funny thing about that is that I can actually, you know, even if you studied in Ghana or Uganda, I still relate in some in some aspect because. Um, my experience of studying back in Kenya for my whole life, I went to a private institution. I was never mm-hmm. put into a public institution and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I still, you know, even if I have kids in the future or whatever, I'm going to try and, uh, let them experience the best of both worlds. But I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who actually, uh, studied in public institutions back in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the same thing that you are saying is the same thing that they told me that, the country uh, develops and grows so quickly, but a lot mm-hmm. of the institutions like maybe the agricultural uh, uh, industry or the educational industry yes. um, are a little bit slow to yes. to catch up with the digital rate or the technology. Yes. However, if you yes. transition, if you move to private institutions like international schools, as you said, everything yes. is a little bit different. It's like you're complete you're studying in a completely drif- in different in a completely new world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> and it was and it was and it was so strange because back in my yeah. institution I used to study with uh, you know the smart boards, the electronic boards. Uh, with, I, I, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, with the digital mm-hmm. pens but then whenever I uh, whenever I visited my friends in the public institutions they had nothing they had books and pens and uh, whiteboards actually not Pencils, even whiteboards. chalkboards chalkboards <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um, mm. so I think I think um, technology in both Kenya and Uganda de- de- you know it doesn't even matter that Kenya is developing at a much faster rate than the other countries but I think there are institutions uh, and industries within the countries that are uh, a little bit slow to catch up with the technological yes. growth. Yes, I like that you. I like that you are trying now to look at the different industries in the country yes. and exactly. how they are trying to adopt to the yes. to the to the you know to the to the to the information technology world. You know, yes. because this the what we are seeing the future. I think you can see, yes. for example, if I may give the example of today, this pandemic, you can see that the businesses that were surviving, mm-hmm. the businesses that were able to survive, they were all digital businesses. Digital, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. So you can see that most of the businesses now are now shifting to a more digital environment. You get what I'm saying? Wow. Because wow. that's the, that, that's where the money is now. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. if I, you, you talked about the agricultural industry, the agricultural industry in East Africa in general, it is still, if you look at it in a technological perspective, it is still very low, still very low. Oh. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. sustainable uh, uh, strategies of growing and planting, they're still not yet an issue. In, yes. in, in East Africa, especially Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, because we still have our climate is still not, uh, uh, the climate change is there, yes. but uh, we still have the resources. You yes. get what I'm saying? So it really isn't an issue, but, but it is also important for the ministries and, and, and the government institutions to, to be able to come up with uh, policies and yes. strategies that are going to enable us 
uh, come up with sustainable ways of growing these of, of of growing plants of producing food you know what i'm saying you yeah. know because that's where we are heading in, yeah. in, well in, in no time we are, we are going to you know to to have challenges in feeding the the the, the, the rate of growth of this population the population, the population yes, is growing at absolutely. a very fast rate <laughs> and we need to produce food very fast <laughs> you yes, get what i'm saying true, true. so we have so, to have sustainable ways of growing you know Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, I think you summarized that whole industry very well. And I think that's mm-hmm. the issue or the problems that the local governments are dealing with right now. How can we, how can we effectively uh, use technology to produce sustainable um, uh, agricultural products, you know, for the growing uh, population? And I think that's something that needs to be addressed sooner than later, yes. like today. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, Mr. Innocent, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Wi-Fi because I think Wi-Fi is uh, very important, especially in uh, Africa. And um, yes, yes. So, with your experience of uh, uh, living in, uh, uh, was it Juba? Not Juba. What, um, what uh, Juja? Where is that? Where? No, where did you? Where did you used to stay in uh, Uganda? In Tebe. <laughs> Oh, and Tebe. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. So your um, so your experience of living in Entebbe. Have you ever traveled uh to remote areas, and have you ever had problems with Wi-Fi and uh? Of course, of network? course. Have yeah, have traveled to the most parts of Uganda, the northern okay. part, east, uh, especially the western, central, east, and northern much northern part. But yeah, those three regions are more vast with them. So first, uh, first of all, in the central part of Uganda, the Wi-Fi. If you look at Wi-Fi, and the government installed uh, free Wi-Fi in yes. the CBD in some parts of the CBD, though not everywhere. Yes. In some parts of the CBD, which is working well. Which, yeah. which is working perfectly well. They've 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 done is uh, for the in 2000 I think uh, uh, 14 15 they yeah. tested they put a, they were trying to test and see how fast and efficient it's going to work and it was the 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 pilot survey came out so well so the, yeah. I think they they do they did the full installation in 2016 16 17 one day I'm not sure yet yeah. So they put so now for, right now the this Wi-Fi in some parts of the CBD, so they are, they are still planning to expand the coverage mm-hmm, the entire exactly. part of Kampala, you know. Right, and um, so yeah, yeah. In the in Entebbe and Western and Northern, no, there's no Wi-Fi there. There's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> there's the government. The, the, there's no Wi-Fi, but there definitely there are the, the telecom companies in in uh, in Uganda yes. have tried to expand. Yeah. You know, they're providing internet packages, they're providing, you know. So it's the, if you find Wi-Fi in certain aspects, let me say in a lodge, in a, you know what I'm saying, in a lodge, in, like in a, a resort. In like a, a meeting area. Yes, in a, like a meeting area, but yeah. not in like in a city. Right. You know, and I'm sure it also applies to Kenya. Oh, definitely, definitely. I was actually, in my first episode, I was uh, talking to someone who was very well, uh, the same as you, he was knowledgeable about Mm. uh, Wi-Fi in remote areas. And he said the same thing, that uh, a lot of these telecommunication companies, like in Kenya, Safaricom, is um, Mm. uh, trying to expand to remote areas so that they can provide internet packages. Um, Yes. But the difference between uh, what you're saying and uh, what is happening in Kenya is that uh, they're actually like companies like Access Kenya, which is a Wi-Fi company, are actually uh, moving towards remote areas and and setting up these 
Wi-Fi uh, satellites to okay. for people to connect through M-Pesa. And uh, M-Pesa is something that I spoke about in my first episode as mobile money and transactions. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so if, if I, I like that. I like that you've, you've brought about the fintech industry, the financial tech industry. Fintech, because yeah. I think you have, yes, you have seen how uh, Wi-Fi is now becoming more important to yes. enable... Um, for example, about the mobile money industry, I did some uh, research about them. How important the mobile industry, but the mobile money industry has become to most Af- the African population. You no, know, because yes, most of yes. us are middle and low income earners. So, the mobile money industry has become very, very important as it has enabled the low person, the low income earner, to yes. to have to have fight to get access to financial services like yeah. another person. Through, through using their mobile money, so it's a it's a very good idea, which most of the te- the telecom telecom companies are picking up, and some other private companies also coming up, uh, investing resources in enabling low income and also have access to financial services. Yeah. So I I love the fact that Kenya has uh, ha, is trying to expand. In Uganda, I've not heard of any companies trying to actually expand uh, Wi-Fi to rural areas because even the CBD, so the, the entire CBD has internet. Wi-Fi okay. yet. It yes, doesn't. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have yet a private company. The burden still lies with the government. The burden. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have yet. I've, I don't know. I've not, maybe I don't know, but I don't think so. I haven't heard of any. <laughs> yes. So okay. the burden still lies with the, with the, with the government. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are looking for investors who mm-hmm. are going to be having, who are going to be willing to invest in this, mm-hmm. you know, this sector. Yeah, investors are, they're the key mm. people. Mm. <laughs> they're the key people. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Mr. Innocent, I just wanted to, now let's move on to uh, discussing about the recent, uh, and I really don't want to do this, but I have to do this because this is a conversation after all, um, mm. the recent elections in Uganda. And uh, mm. the, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make this uh, political. We're not, dis- we're not going to discuss the politics of what happened, but uh, we're going to talk about the technological aspect of everything that happened. So the internet shut down. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Internet shutdown okay. in Uganda. So let me yes. ask you, do you think that uh, the Internet shutdown was uh, a, a form of restricting democracy? Of course, of course, it was a, a form of, restri- of, restri- of restricting democracy. But as the government said, yeah. you are trying to protect Protect. The, the country that is by security from, okay. <laughs> from, from from the outside uh, countries, which is which is good, which is good. But the the the, the timing with the the way yes. in which this was done, it yeah. really during it was during an election. Election, Literally, right? The day was the election was tomorrow. So they they. There was there were a lot of law, there were a lot of wrongs that were done in the election, a yes. lot of wrongs. Yes. But the world didn't know, and some of them we got to know them after the internet came back on. Some of them the world got to know about them. Yes. So the the, the, the entire if I if I may talk about the democracy in Uganda, the, the if if I may be precise in one word, the, Uganda doesn't have democracy. It's wow. as simple as that. Wow. <laughs> There's no democracy. The, the president, the head of state, tries to paint an image to the outside uh, world that we have, the, but there's no, there's, there's no, poli- actually, let me be very specific, political freedom. Uganda, there's no political freedom. When right. you have, uh, you, you make a, a decision, political-wise, as yes. long as against the government, 
there is some you 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 are going to face consequences <laughs> like serious consequences i think that's yes. what's happening right now yes. <laughs> i see i see what's happening right now the news they, yeah, they've now resorted to kidnapping the young youths who are you know supporting the the this this the this, new, this new party yes because yes. the majority of the of the youth the majority of which 80% of the population is is youth yes. the majority that percentage is supporting you know so why the, the i don't know the, the this is the kidnappings and the killings are all a way of the government to pass a message to the youth that don't tamper with us we, we can we we are, we are in charge you yes. know what i'm saying so we, we are we, you know fiction yes mm-hmm. yeah it's it's, it's 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 a lot if i may start to, to go that dimension it would be a lot but in, in in precisely the political environment in uganda is not that stable for the right. past year actually for the past year since bob wine became very active in the <laughs> in the political world yeah. the, the political environment is not really is not really stable mm-hmm. so it has affected yeah. a lot of investments a lot of, a lot of investments a lot of businesses you know yeah. especially foreign investments you know yes. because and if i cannot invest in a country where i'm not sure about the political environment and as according to what i'm saying right what's happening right now if the country is not careful Yeah, we might we, we might lead in a in a path that not, we, we don't want. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Because and the that, mod- that results to especially when there's political instability in a country. Mm. That means that there's uh, no investors that are coming in, and that means that mm, mm, uh, mm. stuff like uh, the different industries within Uganda, such as the technological industry, educational industry, um, agricultural industry, is not able to grow. It's not able mm. to, you know, uh, sustain mm. itself. For the population, uh, exactly, and because, and 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 as well, if you look at the, this period when when there's a pandemic in place, yeah, so this exactly. is double, you know, <laughs> this just, is double, you know, <laughs> it's a whirlwind. It's a whirlwind, and I actually I got a quote from the FDC, and yeah. uh, it, the quote said that there was a total blackout of uh, Uganda's internet services, which means that Ugandans can only reach the outside world only through text message and direct telephone communications so social media was completely restricted just completely exactly. shut and exactly. the, the national connectivity for the network and wi-fi was falling below 33% below 33 can you imagine can you imagine yeah, i know <laughs> and you know where this came from yes. um uh, uh, the 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 current government they had accounts on facebook and uh, i think yeah, facebook especially yeah. where yeah. they were trying to during the campaign period yes. i think the, the the kind of messages was because they were intimidating the public the right. kind of messages they were sending out the kind of so facebook decided to close all their accounts you know what i'm wow. saying because you, they were violating their the, the, the facebook policy you the get policy. what i'm saying the company yes. was like we are going to close down these pages so yeah. the moment they closed down the pages the president viewed that viewed that move as a, as a, as a fight as like the western world is you know <laughs> so the president the number one thing by which they shut down you know was facebook the social media social media was shut in yes. uganda because yes. the ruling government pages were shut. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Or from specific individuals by the way. Mm-hmm. Specific individuals who, who who thought they when they were they are they are campaigning for the for the government then they are on top of the world. <laughs> that level of arrogance, yeah. that level of arrogance that they were displaying which I don't even want them what they are doing. <laughs> the, and, and the sad part is that these these people 
I don't know why they forget. They forget that the time, time tells, time tells. Mm-hmm. This government is trying to tell you do the wrong thing. Tomorrow it's not going to be the same. And what are you going to do? These are the same people who don't have employment. These yeah. are the same people who are low income earners. These are the same people who are, you know, they got. Oh, that's just another dimension. Yes, I think that's more of a political uh, conversation, but it's a, it's a good conversation to have because if we, if we don't have these conversations now, when are we going to have them? But I think for exactly, the interest exactly. of, uh, yeah. Exactly. And if I actually look at the, 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 the population in Uganda, it has uh, more than 80% of the, of the population is youth. Youth, Most yes. of them are now engaging in the politics because of Bob Wine. Bob Wine has yes. influenced and opened their eyes, you know? Yes, yes. And yeah, yeah a lot of us now in Uganda are engaged, which is a very good thing, by the way. It's wow. a very good thing. Mm. Wow. So, so um, uh, Mr. Innocent, before, before the elections happened, uh, was, as you said, the opposition leader, who was uh, Bobby Wine, was yes. he was he and his followers were they using social media to um to attract a lot of these uh young uh young the younger generation to uh you know voice out their opinions and to take uh, political action or were they using traditional methods such as uh going to people and talking to them or was everything on social media like oh, not not everything but most of it on social media Yes, Bob Wine. Yes, Bob Wine heavily his message on social media, social media, and through his music. By the way, he's a musician, so he uses his music. Yes, so he uses music and social media. Those are one of his biggest platforms. The government, first of all, him them knowing that he's a musician, they banned him from from singing. By the way, if he knew that. Four years ago, for I think five years now, he was wow. <laughs> coming to ban him from music. Like, I'm don't see yeah. because music is very powerful. It's very it powerful. It's powerful, a very yes. huge music and very very influential. You yes. get what I'm saying? So that, that was that, that was number one move. So Bob Wine has been banned from singing in Uganda for a very long time right now. Yes. So it has the, he one of his biggest platform was the, was the social media, especially Facebook. He, he, whenever he's going to address the nation, he uses uh, social media. He's, number one, he was banned. Most of the, not, not, not necessarily banned, but most radio stations, let me say, the radio stations, TV stations in Uganda, they were threatened. They were, they were, they were telling them not to, they were not allowing them to cost him. Whenever a, a radio station costs him, they are in trouble. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so he, he first, the, 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 the government played a very huge role in stopping, in restricting the message from Abuai. To, 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 they restricted him to reach out to as many people as he can. The government yeah. played a very, very huge role. And, and the government did this by restricting uh, the social media access to, uh, social media and technological access to Bobby Wine. Because Bobby, exactly. as you said, exactly. Bobby Wine, exactly. uh, Bobby Wine couldn't uh, couldn't go and talk in radio stations because the radio stations were threatened. He couldn't uh, produce his own music because he was banned. He couldn't post on social media because he was banned. He was restricted. So, I think that's uh, he wasn't he wasn't banned on social media. Oh, it's it's that they, 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 of course they cannot ban him on social media. They yeah. they're the owner of the, of the platforms that are being used. Yes. <laughs> No, the Uganda Communication uh, Commission, the UCC, they tried as much as they can to, you know, to 
tax some other whether you got a tax social media there's a tax to use social media there's, there's, there's a tax to use you know? social media oh yes i didn't i think i didn't even <laughs> we have tax to, to use social media in uganda i think it's uh half a dollar half a dollar you know per day oh wow what mm. Mm. So mm-hmm. all these are the ways, all these are the ways, all these are the ways of the government trying to restrict because the, 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 the message that yeah. can be passed on social media is very influential. The, very influential. Social media has the power, by the way, social media has the power to take you off government. Just social media alone. Yes. And imagine, yes. it's very, very influential. So they try as much as they can to restrict, by the, however, these are, uh, they are dealing with the, the very smart generation. Very, very, <laughs> and a lot of people are still on access. Yeah. The VPNs are there, also some VPN. That's one thing that they can never, they can never, you know. I had uh, a few weeks, a few weeks ago, the president ordered like, is there a possible way of blocking VPNs in Uganda? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine oh, the audacity, the audacity of, the, of having the wolf teaching like that. Yeah, the yeah. head of state, that's how you're thinking, but you do not blame him. He's still, he's that uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's not well vast with the technology world. True. But anyway, so yeah. Yes. So Mr. Innocent, um, yes. So I think uh, I think this conversation has really, really been insightful. There are so many mm-hmm. things that I did not know about um, the technological um, restriction or market or industry in Uganda and how a lot of people are being uh, banned and restricted for just, um, you know, wanting change, you know, voicing yes, out their opinions. Yes. So yes, I yes. learned so much. I didn't know that social media can be taxed. And this is the first yes. time that I'm ever hearing that social media in Uganda is taxed to half a dollar. Um, yes. So, yeah, thank you so much for all that information. And uh, I just want to uh, conclude uh, the podcast by asking you, um, what are some of your, just, you can even give your top three. What are some of the solutions in your head uh, to fixing Uganda's uh, battle with uh, technology? What are some of your solutions? Okay, you from come up top of my head. <laughs> the solution <laughs> of fixing. Number one, uh, let me just start by saying that the potential is there. Okay. The potential of the of the of the economy. The economy has the potential yes. to be able to handle and thrive in the digital environment. Yes. One of the solutions that the government needs to invest in research and development centers research that are going to enable yes. uh, create an understanding of how businesses in the country are going to be able to shift to a more digital environment and how best are they going to thrive in that environment. Yes, you yes. You what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's something that is very, very important right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the, the government, are, are, they've tried, they're, they're trying, discussions are still going on. Mm-hmm. And, but the, because of the political instability and the very many interferences, mm-hmm. a lot of things are being, you know, not taken into consideration to ask priority. Mm-hmm. Yes. So th- that's number one. We need to have a second. We also need to also change our educational system. The education system now needs to be studied to, to expose the students. You get what I'm saying? The student to a awesome. more digital environment at a very yeah. early stage. How right. to, to learn digitally, e-learning. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Illusion is made popular. That has been that has been something that we were discussing. Uh, I think seven years ago in the country, but discussing it in 2014, 14, mm-hmm. 15. 
13 there those years to, to, it, it, they were discussing it was a serious discussion how are we going to enable our schools to shift to a more e-learning environment because mm-hmm. i think considering the the, the 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 rate of diploma of technology is moving at a very high at a very fast rate very mm-hmm. very fast so we need to keep up yes if you do not keep up you're going to lag behind so yeah. also to we, we need to also you know our education uh, status needs to move to a more a, a digital world mm-hmm. and third um we um thirdly thirdly we also need to have leaders actually who are willing who are willing and able to have discussions to engage in discussions that are going to that are going to focus on the future of the country you get what i'm saying right. in the future of the country Absolutely. because if you have a a a a a government or or that 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 does not really care about the future of the country because if you're, if you're talking about the future of the country you're talking about the sustainability mm-hmm. the, 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 the the adaptability to the digital world you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that that's what is involved in these discussions right how is the country going to be able to adapt how right. is the country going to be able to keep up how is that in uganda there's another discussion they're having right <laughs> So your top three, Yes, yeah, so your top three solutions mm-hmm. are research and development to create an mm-hmm. understanding of technological shift or digital shift which I think is mm-hmm. it should be the primary <laughs> it should be the primary solution for a lot of the African countries. And exactly. That was a really good point. And uh your second point was um change the educational systems to transition over to using digital um softwares so at an early age so that these students can learn at an early age yes. and um you yes. know in the future when things like uh the pandemic happens god forbid but when the things like a pandemic happens i mean they're not stuck they can transfer yes. over to digital platforms to study and, yes yes uh, and i also think the last point the last uh, solution is the most important solution i think all african <laughs> you're right all yes. african countries are dealing with good yes. leaders we need yes. good leaders <laughs> yes leaders who are going to be able to deal to focus on the future of their country the leaders currently they are they're always short short term short term Team. how am i how am i staying in power the country yes. coverage in uganda is their 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 meetings are reaching how is this man staying in power yes. how is this man staying in power so you lose focus on the important aspects stop 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 there there are more you're gonna say all state institutions yeah. all state institutions are focusing are focusing on one thing i forgot oh i'm when i'm talking about oh, i'm i'm talking about starting from the rule of law <laughs> from the rule of law can you imagine if you have a country that does not have a functioning rule of law that rule country is law. in trouble right <laughs> like, you know you know what i'm saying with the if the if the, fun, the rule of law you guys has no sense it's absolutely no sense you i mean you're having a supreme court just judges who, this is a very very you guys if you are not careful you guys want to head in a, in a dead end yes. you know and i would, would not do that because if you're seeing top notch the highest court in the, the country doing what it is doing right now you should go read the news you'll be surprised yeah. <laughs> the high, yeah. you're supposed to be independent you're yeah. supposed to be an independent institution you you you're, you're yeah. a branch of government you know what i'm saying yeah. that you make the decisions independently 
Yes. Following the constitution. Yes, and I and but I think Uganda um, is a joke. <laughs> yes, I think uh, I think um, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and I study a lot about different African uh, countries. You know, the other day I was reading about um, uh, Chad and uh, mm-hmm. the Central African Republic, and I was uh, I was just shocked at the amount of uh, uh, problems that are uh, going on in that country. Basic problems, um, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's a little bit more political, and I think that. Uh, uh, a lot of these African countries have a lot of work to do. I'm, I'm not even going to say Africa. I think East Africa has a lot of work to do, and exactly. uh, we still have a long place, uh, a long way to go. But I think if we keep on having conversations like this, and if we keep on uh, talking on pla- uh, platforms such as uh, uh, you know podcasts and uh, YouTube and Facebook, and you know sharing with people about what's happening in East Africa, I think. We will grow. We will attract investors. We will change the narrative of the country. There's a lot of potential, as you said, uh, for yes. the economies. Yes, so, the, 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 the economies hold the potential because yes. they are young yes. minds. They are fresh minds, brilliant yes. minds. So, you know? Yes, and uh, I think what I, let's continue having these conversation and let's conversations and let's hope for a better. Um, you know, Africa, <laughs> I can say. So, um, yes, Mr. Innocent, that wraps up uh, my podcast, my episode. And uh, thank you so much for uh, accepting to be on this episode. Um, it, it was very insightful. And I hope that my listeners actually listened uh, to the full episode and took something out of it. Um, this is such an honor, uh, Mr. Innocent. And I couldn't appreciate uh, how much information you have given to us. And uh, if there's any last um, remarks that you want to tell my listeners, please do so. The, the floor is open to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The remarks. Uh, any, any motivational, <laughs> inspirational um, remarks? <laughs> Oh wow, wow, wow! I've never, I've never gotten up to say this. Oh, oh, any motivational? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't like uh, giving. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's not my thing. That's not my thing. Okay. That's not my thing. Even <laughs> their own plans, you know. <laughs> okay. No problem. No problem. Um, but yes, uh, Mr. Innocent, thank you so much. It was such an honor having you. Oh, thank and you very much having me. Thank you very much. <laughs> definitely. And um, I'm going to share uh, some of your information, like your name, uh, once I post on my social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, the podcast will be uh, live soon. And uh, yes, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that that's a wrap, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Africa Rising. That was episode three. And uh, please tune in next week for another amazing, amazing episode. And uh, please keep a lookout on my Instagram and uh, Twitter pages as we might have some quizzes and we might have some shout outs. Um, Once again, I am your host, Ali Khan Haji, and this is Africa Rising.